0: or podcast going This is number 369, another Q&A episode. Steve Smee here and the rig. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good, man. Health is a number one thing, guys. Uh, we do this podcast, fitness. If you're not healthy, you can't work out. If you're not healthy, you can't make gains. If you're not healthy, you can't get stronger. So health is a number one thing, guys. Uh, so many people out there you know, they suffer. They suffer. Um, people my age dying of cancer, people my age and Rick's age getting heart attacks and strokes. I mean, guys, it's really, really bad out there. So so take care of each other. there, guys and, you know, just don't, you know, get this fucking thing. <laughs> don't get this fucking thing. All right, so let's get serious, please. Let's get serious. Okay. We you, gotta, you, gotta, you,
1: gotta, you gotta cut out the accents, bro. You're just yeah. you're not good at get, get serious. We're not the- I no. was I was going through the last <laughs> podcast where you brought up the accent. That let's get serious. That's a Cuban guy, right? So he, you know he he's got a Cuban accent, but you sound like you're doing like an like an Apu accent. <laughs> like like yeah, like 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 i pull from the quickie mark. Like you got mm-hmm. the accent, dude. You, you gotta cut yeah. it out. We can't do accents. I can't, like.
0: I can't do the accent. You can't even do a New York accent. You live in New York. So
1: I thought I thought I, I thought I speaks New Yorkish. No? Sometimes, you yeah. know. Sometimes it comes
0: out. You used to <laughs> back in the day. All right, guys. So five great topics, guys. We're gonna do rapid fire on these. We're gonna give you some information. So um we're gonna get to, we're gonna get serious. The first one is possible to overtrain even on cycle. So Rick, what do you think about this one? do uh, you think it's possible to still overtrain on cycle?
1: Well, what is overtraining? I mean, what what, what is overtraining really? You guess you you could you could always overtrain, but uh, it depends. I mean, if you go from if you go from not going very hard to really fucking killing yourself overnight and you don't build up that resistance, then yeah, I guess. But what level of activity some guys might call or might bring guys over the edge of overtraining it's something that maybe an elite athlete is it's just their fucking warm-up you know it's just their warm-up so you know i remember um when i was in some of my best shape as, as a kid wrestling i'd start training and when i'd start going you know uh, running I would tell myself like, ah, fuck, this sucks. It's going to be like an hour before I, I really start pushing myself, before I feel like I'm, I'm pushing myself. It'll be an hour of doing training and, and exercise calisthenics and stuff before I, I get to that point where I feel like I'm, I'm going to really make progress, right? Because I build up to that level. So what really is overtraining, really, when it comes down to it? I mean, uh, um, it depends on your level of activity and you just got to be smart, about how much load you put on yourself and how much you can advance. So, I mean, it's harder to overtrain on steroids. It's not impossible. But then again, the, the, workout, the workouts that this week might bring you into the overtraining realm, if you just build up to that, that could just be a normal workout. You know, you'd be surprised just how much, how much output your body can put out if you give it a chance to build up to that level. So what really is overtraining when it comes down to it? And um, I don't know, steroids just help you adapt better. You just have to be smart and and have a, a consistent effort to get your workload up to that, to that, to that level, instead of trying to turn the switch on overnight. That's when you'll get injuries. That's when you'll get mentally beaten down. That's when you'll get, you know, unmotivated is when you try to, Flip the switch from from you know from one day one week to the next when it's 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 something that should be a gradual progress. What do you think, Steve?
0: I've seen some uh, some scientific data that shows steroids will help you recover about uh, twice as fast. So, but it's important to remember um, if you start noticing some inflammation, some tendonitis in your joints, stuff like that. And you're kind of, you're on steroids and you're like, oh, I'm just going to push more reps, more sets. That's an indicator. That's a red flag that you really need to back off a little bit. So listen to your body on this um, Overtraining. If here's the thing with weight training, it's different though, because you bring up, you know, uh, other, other types of things. If you're a triathlon, if you're doing the triathlons, okay, you're doing, you're training for the Ironman out in Hawaii, that's a lot of swimming. That's a lot of bicycling, a lot of running. That's like an all day event where you're doing those three things. You've got to overtrain to train for that. And if you're not able to overtrain, you're not going to stay in the chain. You're not going to even be able to qualify for it. And you're wasting your money going out there. No one's going to sponsor you in the first place. But weight training, you don't have to overtrain with weight training. Weight training is all about breaking down the muscle, it's about training your body to do the movements. It's about training your body to be conditioned. It's about training your body to get stronger, through progressive overload over time. Obviously you're gonna get stronger over time as your body reacts to that weight you're doing over time. So, you know, in that respect, at the end of the day, weight training, you don't have to go in there and hammer yourself on steroids for two hours, three hours, and think that that's what you have to do. It's more important to have an efficient workout, break down the muscle properly, and then get a really, really good night's sleep, keep your nutrition top notch. And that's gonna be the difference between how good you recover and how good results you get. So a lot of people, a lot of the pop bodybuilders of all time, Mr. Olympia guys, like Samir Banu, I did a Samir Banu hardcore episode. He talks about, if you watch his videos, He talks about the mistakes he would make when he was younger and he talks about overtraining. He said, why did I used to overtrain? I used to think that overtraining was how you build more muscle and how you really, really get stronger. And it's not, it's about efficient training. I'd rather you go in there for 20 minutes and do an efficient workout than go in there for two hours and do a sloppy workout. The 20 20 minute workout is going to be more effective if you do it the right way. So on steroids, you know, it's just not necessary to overtrain and train for hours and hours and hours. It's not going to help you. It's going to hurt you. It's just going to get you injured.
1: I was checking out this uh, the seminar by Charles Poliquin on a on video, and uh, he mentioned something he picked up from a uh, trainer out of Russia. Basically, said something along the lines of some guys respond more to intensity. Some guys respond more to volume. Some guys respond to a mix of the two. So some guys are just better with intensity. Say like your Dorian Yates, who talked about going into the gym 45 minutes, four or five times a week. And that was that. You know, he just went in there, very high intensity in every set, just very intense and then he just went home and rested and grew. You might have a uh, guys like Ronnie Coleman, who's proud of his work ethic. I think uh, he said uh, on an interview that he thinks Flix Wheeler had better genetics, but he just, but Ronnie just worked harder. And Ronnie did two, three hours in the gym, you know, five, six days, seven days a week. I mean, it's just Ronnie's just a monster, ton of volume. And then you have guys who cycle their training. Can't think of anyone right off the bat right now, but they'll, they'll do periods of high intensity, periods of high volume. And they just respond better to actually cycling their training. Matter of fact, that's the way that gladiators were trained. And even some of that training methodology still apply today where you have light day Medium day, very hard day, rest day, light day, light day, medium, hard, hard, you know, and you just keep switching that around and you, and you switch off the rest with the high intensity with just high volume days, you know, so it's just a different, it, it, you got to know what approach works for you. Sometimes you'll notice that an approach is better on certain muscles than other. You'll have some muscles when it comes to bodybuilding that'll respond better in your case to high volume and other muscles that'll respond better to just high intensity. And you just got to work with it, experiment, see where you're at, see what you what you feel and go from there. I mean, it's it's just, you you really, really, really this is why we tell guys don't start using steroids until you've been weight training religiously five to eight years, because in those five to eight years of not taking the sauce, you'll learn what works for you, because when we all just start weight training at first, you start to see some pretty good results. You know, I think most people will get their best results, even if they don't know what the fuck they're doing, as long as they're working out hard, like taking reps to failure, at least, maybe, maybe not at... Maybe not every set, but you're taking a couple of sets to failure per muscle group when you go in there. And, and you don't, even if you don't know a lot, you'll see some decent progress, natural, the first couple of years. But then you'll, you'll hit some snags along the way where certain things aren't moving along. This is where you got to get creative with your training. And by the time you've been five years in, you've actually should have learned what kind of training works for what kind of muscle groups, what your best muscle parts are, blah, 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 blah. Eight years, you, you know, you know it. Then you can drop the source on top of that. But if you bring the, the steroids in a, as a variable so early on, it kind of takes away from, from that learning progress, that, that whole learning process that you have to go through with just weight training natural to, to understand yourself, learn your body, learn what works for you, learn what exercises give you results, what's a waste of time, how much intensity versus volume, how, if you need to cycle your training, all these things you learn in your natural years. Where you're not using steroids in, and this is an additional variable. Because once you throw steroids in, I notice a lot of guys will will start to obsess on the steroid. Maybe the steroid is not working right because my shoulders don't look as full as they did last season. It's I'm just it's it's this is this Trenbol. It's not as good as the as the Anadrol was, you know, whatever. And no, maybe you 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 training your training needs to come first. So um that, that's very important to get to know yourself. And like Steve said, yeah, I mean, if you if you're gonna go if you're going to compete in something like a triathlon and you quickly overnight uh, begin to try to do that whole that whole training um uh, load, you're you're gonna you're gonna overtrain quite quickly, quickly because you're you're hitting the switch from not doing a lot to, to trying to be triathlon ready. But if you make it a progress, a progression, a combination of a, either you're just a high intensity guy or a high volume guy, or you are just a, you have to change it up day by day. Once you, you build up to that, then you're going to get to a point on the last couple of weeks before your triathlon, where you get on your bike or you get on that swim or you get on that run and you go, ah, shit. You know, I'm gonna have to run. I'm gonna have to run 5K before I even really begin to push myself. Ah, shit. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gear my bike up a little bit harder, just to make it harder on myself to start because I'm not gonna be pushing myself for so long. Yeah, I just have to do all of this before I even, before it even begins to hurt. Fuck, it sucks, right? That. So, so you, you've, you've raised your level up to that, to that level. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Training is number one, guys. Training is. Training is number one. The steroids just help a little bit, but at the end of the day, you've got to know your body. You've got to know what you respond to.
0: All right. So the next one, guys. Uh, will Mastron crash my estrogen? Pretty self-explanatory. We don't really need to get into this long. We talked about it on the last podcast, two three sixty eight. Then day blood work, guys. Blood work is the key. Masteron at therapeutic dosages. Steroids at therapeutic dosages. Yes, you Masteron could do. At. I mean, it's been used in that in medicine, but when you're running lots of testosterone or you're running lots of d lots of DECA, things that aromatize, then Mastron is just not going to be enough. You really need an AI. So at the end of the day, blood work, guys, you can go in my signature, Steve SMI, on the forums. I, sh- I tell you how to get blood work for 70 bucks. Go get blood work when you're on cycle and see where your estrogen is at. You want to have your estrogen not too high and not too low. You want to have it balanced. Very, very important. So. Very self-oplayer. I don't really think we need to uh, talk about this much. Rick, you have anything to say on this or you want to move on?
1: Um, nah, I mean, if you're doing Mastron only and doing a ton of it, you know, you, you, might, you might have some brittle joints and you might have some low estrogen side effects. But if, it's, if you're taking it right along, like Steve said with Test or D-Ball, I mean, I don't, I don't see it crushing your estrogen uh, badly at all.
0: So next one is how would you run EQ for muscle gains? Is EQ a good bulker? So Rick, you're the EQ king. You run a lot of EQ. How, do you,
1: how would you answer this question? EQ is great. I mean, to me, it's been pretty side effect free. It's been a pretty good steroid to me. Look, just again, like going back to the first part, run it for, for muscle, gain, muscle gains. Make sure you're training and eating for muscle gains. Then you throw the EQ on top of it and you're good, man. EQ has a long ester, so it'll take a while to build up. It's not going to build up right away. You're gonna have to be on it for two, three, maybe four weeks before you really begin to see some of that good, good kind of size on it and everything. And then it'll keep working quite a bit, even after your last shot. You've gotta you've gotta really take the shot. And I wouldn't even start post psychotherapy, really serious post psychotherapy until a couple of weeks after my last shot. Obviously, you know, I, I own a company that we make some PCT products, my HC HG Generate, hcgenerate.com. So I I take that, you know, during the cycle and use the extra strength, the ES version, as I'm coming off of, of the EQ. So I'm in a little different position than most, most guys out there. But if you're, you know, investing money into your PCT meds and into your testosterone booster, you're buying... The generate ES So, uh, best probably value for, for the buck, best bang for the buck is wait a couple of weeks, two weeks after your last shot to even begin PCT because that that long ester, you know, the cyclinate ester and that on is going to stay in your system for quite a while. And Yeah, I mean, EQ, just run it, just eat enough. EQ will help you gain a bit, bit of a better appetite, eat enough and train hard, train for mass. And you're good, man. I mean, no, nothing, nothing specific about EQ. Just, just take it, just, just go with it. It's, it's a nice, it's a nice, nice steroid to, to use. A very, the worst side effects I've ever got from EQ really uh, uh, a little bit, maybe more acne on, on my upper back and shoulders than, than anything. I mean, it's, it's, about, it's about, it.
0: All right, guys. So next one is highest doses of trend I can run. What happens if you run too much trend? So, I'll talk a little bit more about this one. I think I've run more trend than, than Rick has uh, trend is one of those steroids that you start running it and you're like, wow, this is the best thing ever. And then once you get to week four, week five, week six, you're like, I want to get off of this stuff. This stuff is just making me feel like crap. You know, I'm, I got no energy on this stuff. It's just, it's one of these steroids where, You know, uh, you just get sick of it when you're on it. You're like, get me off of this stuff. It's very, very harsh. Trembolone is very, very harsh. very inflammatory in the body. So it basically from... When you take something that's inflammatory in the body, it's going to affect everything from top to bottom. So obviously when you're inflamed, you're going to feel like crap. Your fatigue is going to set in. So, um, So if you run too much trend, you can look at some major, major issues. You can actually give yourself a stroke. If you're to run a lot of trend, um, it's, it does so much destruction in the body and the highest dosage of trend I ever run, I think it's 400 milligrams, 350, 400. And that was a potent dosage. So I started sticking to more 200, 250. And that was much more manageable in terms of side effects. And even that the side effects came on after a few weeks. So if you were to run some of these dosages that these pros supposedly run, which is over a gram of tryna a week, you'd be looking at major kidney problems, major, major kidney problems. You'd be looking at liver, the liver would be destroyed. Your heart health would be destroyed. Your cholesterol would be way off, way off, blood pressure up. A lot of these, you know, obviously these pro bodybuilders are on these, they're on blood, they're on blood pressure medication, they're on cholesterol medication. You know, they're on a lot of these medications to help with this stuff for the, for that reason, because it messes you up. So, I mean, if you want to experiment and be your own Guinea pig, go for it. Run one, run 500, run 600, seven, 800 trend. But I promise you it's going to, it's going to basically destroy your heart, your, your health across the board, you know? So that's, that's the thing. I really don't see any reason to run more than 250 milligrams a week. I don't. You'll get great results on just that much. I once was told by an IFBB bodybuilder, and he said straight up, he's like, no reason to ever run trend higher than 250 milligrams a week. None. Anything more is just going to multiply the side effects. So I listened to his advice, and, and he was right. I actually got better results running it lower because I wasn't so screwed up from the side effects. So that's the thing. And I'm not even going to get into all the mental issues that Trent has. You can go back and listen to our podcast on it. The effects it has on our dopamine levels, prolactin levels, neurotransmitters firing off in your brain. Crazy, crazy steroid, guys. So no reason to run it high. Anything else out Rick?
1: Yeah. So I've said about Trent, because um, we've always told people just don't use it. You don't need it unless you step in on stage. What's the point? And uh, I think that still goes if you're trying to do like the higher end dosing, you know, going 400, 500 a week of trend. But I think the best effects, the best benefits from trend for most people lie around a 100 to 200 milligram mark where you get the amplification of the other steroids you take, which is what I've, I've really enjoyed about trend is that, I mean, I could do. You know, I could do uh, 600, 700, 800 milligrams of combination of different steroids and get a certain effect. But if I in that mix of 700 megs, I've got 100, 200 megs, 300 megs, 400 megs of of Trembolone, which I've done as much. Then it just everything else works great, works better, just most multiplies the way everything else works. I've heard some uh, some gurus out there, some online gurus out there. Uh, say that it, it could be because it has an effect on on igf um, sensitivity and or, or how well igf works in your body so could be but I think the best effects you get from the trend the benefits you get from the trend the stuff you like from the trend you can get that at you know 100 mg a week if you're doing acetate doing two shots of 50 mgs of acetate a week, maybe two shots of 75 mgs of acetate a week, space it out three and a half days, whatever whatever it may be. Um, you can get, if you, and that date, just the, probably the better ester for, for trembolone in my opinion, shoot 75, 100 mgs twice a week, or maybe just 75 mgs once a week. I mean, 100. And then if, if you add that to your regular cycle, everything else you're doing, if you're cutting, Like in our last podcast where we did cutting steroids, if you're cutting and you add that little bit of trend with some, you know, Primo and Anivar or Primo and Winstrel, I mean, it just makes everything work better. That cutting works better. If you're bulking, you know, we're going to do next podcast, bulking at uh, um, steroids, you know, if you add the trend with some testosterone, some EQ and trend, great little little cycle. Just makes everything work better. Uh, Also, that drive, A little bit of that aggressiveness. Some guys enjoy the delayed orgasm, you know, on on trend. Just last a little bit longer. Um, Some guys who use too much can't even reach orgasm. You know, it sucks. You're horny as hell. You have trouble reaching orgasm on on trend. A lot of the good effects of it, the multiplying cycle effects of it, I think, and and not getting into the bad side effects, into the insomnia, into the night sweats, even the trend cough. You know, if you're doing a smaller shot of trend and, and you're able to just mix your half CC a week of trend or one CC a week of trend with, with the other steroids in there, you minimize the chance and the effects of maybe trend cough. It's really something to, it's really something that I think it could really work. If you, if you're definitely wanting to do trend, just that a small amount, little dab will do you. You don't have to get crazy with it you 're gonna feel some of the nastier worse side effects from trembolone hair loss and and really everything nasty that it can do to you the affecting your kidneys all that stuff that's when you start getting above that 200 300 400 500 mega week realm but I think a uh, hundred megs just drop right into either bulking or cutting cycle you're gonna be real happy and you're gonna know it's in there doing something you definitely will just not you won't have any of the nasty, bad side effects from it, in my opinion. All right,
0: so the next, next one we're going to talk about is these uh, MyFitnessPals tracking apps. You know, you track your macro, you track your calories. And um, listen, guys, I mean, at the end of the day, like throughout human history, we have never tracked this stuff. We've never sat down and tracked how much macros we're eating, how much calories we're eating. No animal on earth does it today. Most people don't do it, obviously. Very small. So these these apps when I tell my clients when I first, you know, when I first talk to them and they come to me for nutrition advice, this is the first thing I tell them. I'm like, go go on your phone and just delete that app. Delete it. Because number one, that's not accurate. You know, you you can't you can't just put the foods they're eating in an app and get an accurate number of calories. Number one. Number two, your calories out. There's no way to track that. Okay, your calories out changes on a daily basis. It's based on the foods you're eating. If you eat the same foods every day at the same time, even then your calories out will change. It's it's constantly changing. So there's no way to know how many calories out you're getting. So even if you were to magically count the exact amount of calories in you're getting, it's not going to make a difference because your calories out changes. If you drop your calories down – then your calories out will drop with it. That's called survival. It's, it's like that with every animal on earth. If you're unable to find food, your body is not going to expel calories out. That energy is not going to be expelled out. So if you basically cut your calories down, your, your body is not going to expel the calories out. So, really, in the short term, you see a lot of pro bodybuilders, they'll play around with their calories, they'll bring their calories down into their show, they'll bring their calories back up in the off season. They'll play, they'll play around with their macros. That's fine. That's them. That's a short-term thing. But over the long term over the immediate term, if you play around with your calories, play around your macros like this, we're not a computer that you can you can build. We're not a car that you can build. Okay, I want this color. With the exterior i want this color with the interior i want a v4 engine of a v6 engine a v8 engine i want steptronic transmission i want manual transition we're not a ro- we're not robots we're not cars we're not computers that you can just do that with so our bodies are much more complex than that so focus more on types of calories not the number of calories because types of calories affects calories out if you eat a bunch of junk food tomorrow you're not gonna be expelling as many calories. If you eat healthy food, nutritious food, then you'll be expelling more calories. Your body, will metabolism stay strong. So what you put in your body that is gonna determine this. So these phone apps, they do more harm than good. And I've used these before, okay? I've used them before. And what ends up happening is at the end of the day, you're gonna be short on your calories or maybe on this certain macro. So you're going to be like, you know what? It's 10 o'clock at night. Let me go ahead and eat a slice of pizza because I need a little more of this calories. I'm going to need a little more of these macros. I got room. I can fit these macros in. If it fits your macros, I can fit this in. I can fit in some beer. I can fit in a soda. And then that sets you back because that's not how our bodies work. So counting your calories and eating the same amount of calories every day like a robot that just does not work. You have to just focus on the type of calories you're getting in. That's more important than that. And calories out. We want to keep our metabolism strong, but you know, it's not always going to happen. So your, your, your metabolism is going to go up and down every day, depending on what you eat, how you eat, when you eat, it's all going to all going to determine that how much you exercise. So what's weird too, I'm going to link a study as well. But what's weird, too, is studies actually show, Rick, you sit down and you watch TV all day, you're a couch potato, you actually burn, your body will actually expel almost the same amount of calories as if you go worked out for an hour. So this whole idea that I can go work out for an hour and then go eat Chick-fil-A or McDonald's afterwards, because you know what, I burn these calories so I can just go eat junk food and it's not going to affect me. It doesn't work. The exception to the rule is if you're like training for a triathlon or something, you're running like eight, nine miles a day, something like that, then yeah, you can eat junk and it's going to, it's, it, it's going to get burned off like that. But at the end of the day, you can't just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm 300 calories short for the day. This, my fitness app shows I'm 300 calories short. So let me just go eat a slice of pizza and have a beer. Cause that's three going to be 300 calories. It doesn't work like that doesn't work like that that's not how our bodies work you know so that's all i'm saying guys i'll link it to a study you can read the study you can make your own determination but at the end of the day you're better off without these stupid apps that's just my that's just my opinion you know and and you can do you know what you want to do but you know that's my opinion guys if you have questions on this you can hit me up or come on the forum and post a thread so rick what's your thoughts on this
1: Look, I I personally have gotten to the point where I know my body really well. I know what, I know the difference between cravings and real hunger. Uh, And my body goes through cycles. There are times where I'm pumping some sauce, training really hard, and I could feel my body asking me for that protein. Like I could feel that protein hunger. There are times when I know when I'm just craving stuff. So... You know, through my years of just listening to my body, dieting, training, I listen to my body and I've got a pretty good handle on on what it wants. As far as apps to count calories, uh, I guess guess if you're like some fat dude, some fat chick, and and you just kind of have no self-discipline, you can't just follow a program, you don't have that gym grind, you're not taking good supplements and anabolics, I guess that there's a place for it for you. Cause it, it's like, it's like a little fucking video game on your phone that you could just beep, 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 mess with all day. But for the most part, you don't need it. You know, bodybuilders, athletes, we've been dieting and dropping body fat well be, well before we had computers in our pockets to make it into a fucking game. But I guess, I guess, you know, fat people like that. And, and, and if you have trouble losing weight, if you have trouble staying motivated if you're one of these guys or gals that's addicted to food to the point where you forget what you ate, like there's people like that out there that you, you forgot what the fuck you ate. Your program might say, you know, two scoops of almond butter and you have the two scoops and then you, you forget you had two spoonfuls of almond butter you go and have another two or you forget you're even on a diet and walk by a fucking refrigerator and go just snack away and then forget you did. You know, there's people that have problems with food like that. So then having the app to kind of keep you accountable, to look at your little uh, dashboard and see what, you know what your feeding is, I guess it could make it fun, make, make it more interactive, help you stick with it. But most likely to not, if you have that much trouble, you're probably not listening to this podcast because we're mostly talking about steroids here. And if you are already pumping sauce and, trying to figure out how to stack steroids but you haven't gotten the eating part right then you ain't doing it right bro you know you, your diet training all of that should be on point all of that should be no problem before you even begin thinking about using steroids in your programming whatever it is you're doing look it's it's got some merit for people that have trouble with with their eating it's got some merit you could you could definitely benefit from it um, for most of us that don't have trouble with eating it's just it's just one more fucking thing to keep up with on your phone when you could just have your have your scheduled meals have your schedule feeding and be done with it and for some of us that that diet and train uh, more instinctively you listen to your body on a day-to-day basis and Depending on what your goals are, oh, I'm going to get leaner this next couple of months. Oh, I'm going to bulk up the next couple of months. You just keep that in the back of your mind and you know how much and to feed your body and how much you're allowed to have. I mean, it's definitely useless. Definitely useless. I guess if you want to use it as a tracking device to then look back and see what you've been doing just out of curiosity, just as a fun thing to do to diddle with your phone, I guess, I guess you could. But I don't really see a necessity for it unless... Um, unless you have a lot of trouble with eating, like some guys that come to me and say, we talked about this on the the client stories podcast. Oh, Rick, I eat very little like a bird, but I'm still fat. I can't lose weight. No, you fucking are eating way more than you admit to yourself to. And maybe you need to grab the app and get used to dialing in everything you eat every time you fucking eat so that you don't keep telling lies to yourself Saying that you don't eat as much as you actually fucking do. Okay? So, yeah, guys. I mean, um, that's it. You know, that's that's all I got to say on the subject.
0: All right, guys. So, this was another episode, guys. Number 369. We're rolling right along. So, any other questions, hit me up on the forum. Steve, S-M-I. And you can hit up Rick at?
1: RickyVRock.com. That's R I C K Y V as in victory, R O C K dot com. Just head there, guys. You can check me out, get to my social. You'll be able to find me, message me, ask me any questions you, you have. I'm always available for you guys. And um, yeah, man, just hit me up. When you order from Need to Build Muscle, go to Need to Build Muscle uh, When you order from us, On your credit card statement, that phone number that's on there, that's my phone number. You can reach me anytime, text me, ask me any questions, any concerns, any questions you have, anything that's going on with your, with, with anything you need, just hit me up. Every single one of you guys that orders products from me, I'll give you a free consult or two or three, whatever you need. If you become a customer, no problem. I'll take good care of you. If you have any questions, um, only people that really need long-term over a couple of months, diet and training programs and everything put together, those are the only people that I actually, uh, ask for a fee, but if you just have a few questions and you don't know who to ask, if you just want to know how to, how to incorporate my supplements into your program, if you just need a little bit of help with anything, man, a couple questions, just need to got a question we should put up on the podcast. Ricky You'll find me there. Send me a message. Or when you order from me, the phone number that comes up on your actual bank statement, that'll lead you right to me. I do all of my own customer support. So if you have any questions, just feel free to ask away. Come, come look for me. And uh, I'm always there for you guys.
0: All right, guys. So Steve SMI, we'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy it guys. Everyone stay safe, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. Have a good holiday and uh, have a good new year. All right,
1: guys. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.
0: Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice